Hello and welcome to Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by Sync NI. We are Northern Ireland's leading technology and business media company, and this podcast series will see us interview some of the best, brightest, and most influential thought leaders from across NI's business and tech sectors. Find out more on SyncNI.com or follow us across our social media channels. And enjoy. I recently spoke with Rob McConnell, Director and Global Head of Labs at Explio. Explio is a tech company that recently helped develop Northern Ireland's Stop COVID contact tracing app. Through its quality assurance testing, it also played a vital role in the Republic of Ireland's contact tracing app too. Both apps are operable between the border and Rob discusses with me their development and their importance in the fight against coronavirus. I really wanted to talk to, to you guys, to Explio, about the obviously the Stop COVID NI app because it's it's so popular. It's I think I read yeah. it has over two hundred and thirty thousand downloads now. I guess the key thing is um, the more people download it, the better. I mean, you're probably only talking less than ten percent of the population at the moment, um, and with uh, sort of that restriction on the initial release of uh, age, you know, it was really only targeted at people over eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the next release, there'll be a, a widening of that. And if you've got people who are under the age of 18, obviously they'll be more influential in increasing the number of people actually downloading and using the app, which is which is the key. I suppose I suppose the key thing, you know, as the minister announced recently and and in his instead in his press release, it's not a silver bullet. You know, the app um, is obviously uh, going to help uh, with stopping uh, the transmission um, and breaking the the chain of transmission. But it's not a silver bullet, um, and it has to be used in, in in association with other other things. Obviously, all the health guidance that have been given in terms of regular hand washing, but also you know even manual manual tracing. Um, but yeah, it certainly is um, a great part of the arsenal, you know, in the fight against COVID. Yeah, and how did yourselves like has Explo ever had to work on a project? quite like the scale of what the Stop COVID app is before, or how did the opportunity come about? Well, um, as you're probably aware, uh, the HSE commissioned uh, the work in ROI for um, the, the, the COVID app uh, in the South. Uh-huh. Um, and we uh, were part of a number of um, uh, parties who, who helped the HSE in the delivery of that app um, in, into, the, into the population. So we worked alongside um, the likes of Nearform, who are a, a digital um, accelerated product development company based out of Waterford. They, they were chosen and commissioned by HSD uh, to deliver the app. Um, and then, uh, obviously, uh, we worked as part of a wider a wider team uh, in terms of assuring uh, the app for the South, you know, undertaking something in the region of 4,000 hours of, of testing. Um, across a wide range of areas from proximity uh, testing. Obviously, that's one of the key aspects of the actual app to interoperability, uh, to performance, and obviously accessibility is a big thing. You know, the ability to make sure that people uh, who may have, say, visual impairment and and that sort of uh, thing are also able to equally be able to take advantage of the the app. Mm -hmm. Um, So so that's where it came from. Um, We were then approached... um, uh, by the uh, Health and Social Care Board, um, so working in uh, close proximity with uh, the Chief Digital and Information Officer, Dan West, and also uh, Dr. Eddie O'Neill, who's the Consultant Medical Advisor uh, for the Department of Health. Um, 
uh, to start looking at, well, how do we leverage what we had done in ROI and the success of ROI? Because obviously the ROI, ROI lab has been launched. Um, I think to date there's over 200 people have actually been contacted um, uh, and identified you know, through that app, mm-hmm. which is, sh- is showing that the proximity tracking can work. Um, obviously, uh, Bluetooth as a technology uh, was never designed to do what it's being used for. So you've had to have very heavy lifting by the likes of Google and Apple to make it work. Um, so it's great to be involved in it. Uh, it was great to be involved in it in the South. And then obviously we were able to build our expertise uh, from uh, the work and the rollout in ROI and quickly uh, leverage um, the expertise and um, establish a team in the North here. And I think we spent over a thousand hours here actually uh, testing. It is the same technology. Uh, so it's the same app effectively and the same architecture. What you typically find is that uh, between regions, there's differences in functionality, um, a wrapper, let's call it. Um, so, you know, there's things in the ROI app um, around um, diagnosis and uh, various things were in the in the NI app. Um, they're not in there just yet, but they may come at a later point. Mm-hmm. And Rob, how important is quality testing and software testing? You know, because I think a lot of people probably think, oh, you know, you, 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 you develop an app, you develop the software, you go through sort of different factions and then, you know, because we needed this so quickly because of the pandemic, you know, what are all the different types of testing that you guys had to do that maybe, you know, someone in the general public wouldn't even think about or how important is it? That's it. So it's critically important uh, to, to test and assure uh, these types of applications that are going out to the general public and especially for something as critical as uh, the Stop COVID-19 um, app. Um, so types of things are obviously functionality, making sure that it does download, it does install on the devices. I mean, we would have tested across a range of devices, probably over 20 different types of, of devices to make sure that that, that worked. Um, we also have to make sure that it's performance in terms of the number of registrations at any one time and peak usage um, of the app. Um, so I think we, we, we tested um, to make sure that it could handle a million users in, in a one-hour period, for example. And then I, I mentioned uh, international standards like WCAG, um, uh, which are accessibility standards for user experience. You know yourself with um, applications, and in particular mobile applications, it's all about the user experience. Mm-hmm. If there isn't a good experience, then people don't typically use it. So user experience had to be in terms of both the design, and we would have worked with um, a digital design agency locally that likes a big motive on the project, you know, on that facet. And then we would have done, say, for example, the uh, testing in that space, and in particular around things like accessibility. Um, making sure people uh, are able to access it, uh, uh, whether they're uh, visually impaired or, or otherwise. Um, and also one of the big things then is interoperability. Um, the app has to work with other apps in other regions. So, for example, uh, the NI app has to work with the uh, ROI app. So apps have to talk across borders. And this technology is going international. It's already been rolled out, the same technology in the likes of Germany. Um, it will be rolled out likely into the US. And if you can imagine in the US, the number of borders and then the number of connotations of testing that has to happen to make sure that devices will talk to each other, um, you know, both ways. Um, you soon end up with an awful lot of testing. But certainly proximity 
is the biggest thing. It's all about proximity. You know, making sure that all of the 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 um, uh, the close contacts proximity detection actually works. Leveraging that Bluetooth technology, and it is a certain type of Bluetooth um, technology. It's what's called Bluetooth LE, much lower energy consumption, so it doesn't drain your battery as much. Um, and as I said, uh, both Google and Apple have had to do an awful lot of heavy lifting and work uh, to make it um, fit for purpose. In terms of data collection, are you have you guys received any feedback on you know user experience with the app, or are you collecting data on you know the different sort of age groups and in terms of gender and the different sectors that are using the app? I believe that is something that's being done, you know, by the, the department. Um, it's not something that we are particularly responsible for. Um, one of the things that we do, however, as part of the overall um, testing process is we use a concept called crowd, which is where we, we use our own people and also um, at times wider parts of the population to actually test the application in use. So, you know, on and off public transport and that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you touched on a point there around um, the, the, the data and the data, maybe data privacy. Um, the great thing about the Stop COVID-19 app is that it um, works at a very low level. So no personal information is actually being captured mm -hmm. um, at any point in time. Or you'll be aware of um, the GDPR, uh, European regulations, uh, very strict regulations about data privacy. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what it looks for is personal identifiable information or PII. Um, the app isn't uh, taking any PII from the individual and it's not even taking uh, their location, uh, which would be considered PII. <clears throat> so the great thing about it is it's, 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 um, it's very private and the only data that's being packed, passed back are, are uh, anonymized and random, uh, randomized keys um, that allow uh, that user to be uh, that's the base uh, to be identified and um, so that the contact tracing can actually work. That's quite positive because like I'm sure you know yourself the the English version of the app and um, the NHS's own version it, it didn't exactly go to plan um, no. and I think they've actually they've actually pulled it so the fact that our you know the Northern Ireland version and the ROI version are so uh, intertransferable between each other and as far as I'm aware you know it's been nothing but positive feedback so far. Yeah, certainly um, that's what we're hearing. Um, usability is very good. Uh, with all technology, there's, you know, it's a challenge to have, you know, perfection. And and we know in the technology industry that, you know, perfection is always um, what's required. Sometimes it's just uh, having something that uh, is just enough uh, to get it out there because technology moves so fast. If you wait around to get perfection, you know, in certainly in the competitive world, in the private sector, um, you know, your competition will have something out before you and will we'll, we'll, we'll gain the market. So it's so important um, to try not to be striving for absolute perfection, but at the same time, you've got to strike that balance between an app that captures the user, uh, as we talked about there, uh, usability, and that it's performant, that it's fast, it's reliable. And usable, and that's where Explio sit as an organisation. So um, we operate around um, 25 uh, different countries uh, across the world. In Ireland, we have over 500 people specialising in end-to-end uh, -end delivery of digital transformation for for uh, our customers. And that ranges. You know, we work a lot with government, but we also work with the banks. We work with utility companies. 
um, insurance companies and, and, and into the manufacturing sector in, in places like uh, automotive as well. So we're testing these types of technologies, helping roll them out, helping design them, uh, helping implement them for some of the world's largest brands. So we've been able to bear on that experience uh, and those skills that our teams have to be able to really help um, the department in, in both ROI, the departments in ROI and in Northern Ireland to get this out and to be confident that it's going to do uh, what it says on the tin. Everything that XBO does uh, around around the globe, how have you guys found then, you know, obviously having to work from home during the pandemic and in terms of like all the development and, and quality assurance testing you've had to do even for the app, you know, has that been a difficult yeah. transition because of the pandemic? Do you know, um, it's a great question. Um, and the, the truth of it is that it's been really quite seamless. I mean, as an industry, we're very used to working remotely. You know, we have teams, global teams. We work in what we call distributed agile. You know, we have teams working between Belfast and Dublin into India, into Romania, into different parts of our group. Um, so uh, for us, uh, we were able to transition very, very quickly, you know, within a day effectively mobilizing uh, and maintaining productivity then for our clients. So our businesses thankfully remained reasonably stable. And of course, you know, we still see a lot of opportunity because the area that we're in, we're in digital transformation. And of course, one of the key things that you'll have seen in the market is that, uh, you know, more move towards digital. So our services are thankfully on the rise. You know, we're unfortunately in other sectors you know the the demand is in decline um so northern Ireland's very well placed for that i mean we've been working uh, as a region uh with uh, all the key departments from from SNI to the department of education and learning um to daddy you know to really um bolster northern Ireland's position in digital and um you know that's come on uh and grown over the last number of years to put us in a very strong position and that's why You've got so many kind of global um, organisations um, established and well vested here. You know the likes of Allstate and Citigroup and others, and um, because of the tech talent. And I think that's that's set to continue. You know that certainly that growth. Do you have any plans personally? You know for for Expo, are there any future business plans? Um, you know anything you want to have in place by twenty twenty one, or are you still sort of just just riding the wave out like everybody else? <laughs> No, we, I mean, we're still, we're still executing on our plans for growth. Um, we will continue to grow uh, across the island of Ireland and internationally. Um, we are a very forward-thinking organisation. We place a lot of focus on innovation. So even in times of crisis, you know, you find opportunities and that's where you need to be at your most innovative. Um, so we will continue uh, to execute on our plans, you know, the growth of our digital service offerings and a portfolio and our capabilities look you know it's key to hire the best people the, the brightest talent and you know we've we've succeeded in doing that uh, over the years and you know we want to keep doing that even through the crisis uh, on the client side uh, and with the partners everybody was really burning the candle at both ends um all the leads all the t all the all the team players um and you know real gratitude goes out to them uh for their tenacity and their hard work um, during that time. You, there was uh, some of our people working into the early hours of the morning on a very regular basis. So I think it's important that that gets called out um, to, to, 
to get this in and get it in on time. That's it for this week's episode of TechCrack. For all things tech and business in Northern Ireland, visit syncni.com. Have a good week.